Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Intangibles podcast. Today, we are with Preeti again. And this time, we're going to get into the nitty gritty of the VP education, the love notes, the timer sheets, all of these details that Preeti set and took care of to make sure that our meetings could be a success week in and week out. So, let's dive in. go to that first demo meeting and you guys kind of just start taking off. Part of that is having a leadership team, having an e-board and you take up this VP education role, which is, is known as the hardest role because it's the one where everyone knows whether you're doing your job right or not, because the meeting's either going smoothly or, or it's not. And you take this on for the year and not only the year, the first year of Tiger Tales. So you're building this culture. Can you tell us about that experience? One thing I think I've always had, a lot of people are good at the big picture scenario. I'm okay with it. I understand a lot of it, but I always have the question, okay, how is it going to work? What do I have to do? You know, when you say math, okay, integration, you know, when you put a pen on paper, what, what do you have to do? Two plus two or two minus two? And that's what happened with the Tiger Tales. When Halim explained, you know, we have this e-board and these are the roles. So we also need to find people who are fit for that. And it was automatically decided that he, Halim is going to be the president, of course. So he was going to become the guy who reaches out, makes the group bigger, charges it, all that big, big picture questions. And then somebody had to shape out how was the meeting going to look like. It was Halim had a good idea already thought out, uh, which was, you know, he's not going to have a two hour meeting. We're going to have one hour so that it's quick enough. But I really appreciate Halim for giving the freedom to me that I could decide how do we select a room and what timing would work for people or even the little niches of, you know, having those placards for people who are playing a role, all those things. And I think it came in like a couple of months. It didn't happen the very first time. Certain things, you know, rooms and everything were decided before the second meeting or the official meeting. But eventually we started realizing, oh, we need a sign-in sheet so that we can know who's coming again and again. Um, and then we need the placards and then we need these. And then the Kit Kat rule came out because we wanted to motivate people. And I think it was because we were seeing the students and how their demeanor was, we were seeing staff. Um, so it just, it was an ongoing process. But at that time, I think I remember the first three months, I was the sergeant of and the lead. Oh, leader. wow. <laughs> so I had to be there in the room uh, before everybody was there and set up everything. Most of the first two or three meetings, I don't even know who spoke and what was the speech about because my entire concentration was, oh, we have five more people. We need to catch them after the meeting. And we need to ask them, you know, are they interested in the recruiting mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. mindset? Also finding out flaws, what went wrong? Why did we start two minutes late? Who was not here by being a role player that day? Mm-hmm. So things like that and confirming with people, you know, that's happening right after the meeting. So for the next meeting, are you okay playing as the, the evaluator or not? Stuff like that. So it, it is a little bit tough because there's too much on the plate for that one hour quick meeting to go as smoothly as possible. Hi, my name is Preeti Vaidhanathan. I'm a PhD student in Imaging Science Department at RIT, and I am the Vice President of Education at Tiger Tales at RIT. 
Um, my job as Vice President of Education is to basically make sure that all the members get what they are interested into. One of the real important goals of Tiger Tales Toastmasters is to make sure that every member is working towards their goal, which is to be an efficient public speaker. And my, my role as Vice President is to make sure that we get a personal touch into the relation that we build with each member and help them in every way we can. One of the real important part of RIT is how they are actually helping international students learn English and that's through the English Language Learning Center and we also invited these students to come and learn along with us not just the language but also how to talk to others both in conversation and in public talks. That's how we invited all these different ELC students and they, they were really responsive in coming and they really enjoyed it and a lot of students what they found um, in the feedback was that they had a good experience only by coming again and again to the meeting and that's why they knew what the meetings, what these get-togethers were actually about and how they were actually fun. I think once you get the hang of it, it you know, and you get a sergeant of arms, you, you don't have to worry too much about it. Of course, we started training um, Catherine. When she joined, she started getting into the hang of it. You were sergeant of arms at one point in time, I remember. Yes, I was. Yeah, Rob was not fit for it, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> because I chose him the very first quarter, a semester, as the sergeant of arms. Khalif and I was like, oh, Rob, he's, he's good. He's, she should be on the e-board. I thought, okay, to be the president or the VP, you need to work up. That was my thought. Yeah. So you need to be the sergeant of arms, you know, doing little chores. We'll see how, how good you are. And, but then uh, Rob was just, you know, he was okay at sergeant of arms. He would be. <laughs> But it's just, uh, and then we saw his potential as president because he just started talking it to the student government people and all that. So he just, he's the only outlier in transitioning to president instead of you know, walking up the chain. And we were starting new. So I had all the liberty to carve out all the process, which makes it, you know, easier for me compared to anybody who comes after me because they have to follow whatever I wrote. Yeah, especially with all the things that we set over the course of that first year, it's, it's almost like those, those grooves got carved really deep. And so to, to keep following in those. I was curious to hear more about that 55 minute project that the e-board did after every single meeting, just that after meeting report of like, we started two minutes late and that every single second of the meeting, it felt like was being kind of tracked and measured for how do we make this meeting even more efficient? How do we get more into it without adding that extra time? I think that idea was from Halim's mind. He just had thought about, I don't know when, but I think when I said to him that I liked the meeting, I went to the Toastmasters meeting, it was just a little bit too long. Maybe that was just confirming what he had already thought about. We were aiming for having faculty, staff, and students, all three of them. And you cannot get them in the middle of it. Well, we didn't think about the evening timings before. Mm -hmm. I don't like evening timings. I still don't like Toastmasters at 6 o'clock. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I do get the idea of why that was useful, too. So our priority at that time, the first semester, was getting it in the middle of the day on a Friday. So in the middle of the day, you can eat your lunch while you're here and you can, you know, uh, be on your way in an hour. And then anything we did, uh, you know, mingling or extra talking and all of that can be done after that. Everybody doesn't have to stay for it. Mm -hmm. So that was the key point of, you know, making sure that every single second was planned for. 
I remember there was a time, there was one meeting where Chad was the speaker and he was probably running late or something. And I had to fill in my introduction, two lines or three lines until he showed up. And when you have to fill in the time, you just jumble words and throw at people. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. So, so it was a way to improve that part too, that everybody needs to be there on time. If not, let's have a backup speaker ready or some other plan ready. The first few months, I think it was mainly to, uh, until we chartered, it was mainly to show people that, look, this is not a waste of time. And even when it moved to the evening times, which I like the part where after the meeting, we mingled so much. That was, you know, good feedback for that timing. It was just, I had to wait until 6 p.m. I was like, you can't go home yet. <laughs> you have those <laughs> masters. <laughs> mm-hmm. But once you make it to that meeting, it's just so joyous. It somehow, it just felt like everybody who walked in through the door just either was already like that, you know, high energy person, or they became one, you know, after mingling with other people. So I never found that meeting, even at six or seven, as, you know, oh my God, I have to go to this meeting and talk to people. Is it still 55 minutes? So a big part of the reason why why I was wanting to hear more about that is that our meetings have moved to an hour and then an hour and 15 minutes. And it's it's tough because it's Zoom and there's so many extra things that go into it that to to want folks to mingle afterwards too, but we're, we're moving towards an hour, an hour and a half. Part of this is to remember where we started, to make sure that we don't lose that urgency that comes from that start. We had to get this done in 55 minutes. And so to, to pack as, as much good stuff into those 55 minutes as, as it's possible. And if, if we end up doing that for an hour and 15 minutes, that's okay. But just to make sure that we don't lose that sense of urgency that I think we started with. A lot of Toastmasters clubs sort of fall into the, the meeting gets longer and longer as the folks who are familiar with each other want to, to stay together and, and they don't mind so much if it goes over. But then you have a guest and they think, wow, this is just going and going. <laughs> yeah. And so that's why I think I like the fact that we mingled afterwards. We didn't give mm-hmm. any break in the middle. One thing we did was time every single thing, time yeah. how long it takes. So if the meeting supposed to start at 1.30, it starts at 1.30. Whoever is the introductory person just starts the meeting at 1.30. And if the speaker comes in two minutes late, fine, you know, we'll switch it. We'll be ready. But then, you know, eventually, if a speaker was late, we also make sure, you know, we politely tell them that, you know, next time, mm-hmm. just make sure you're on time. It's kind of another thing you're improving at the same time as speech. It's not just speech, it's your timing. And we made sure that everybody spoke only for the amount of time that they were allotted. Ever have to uh, drag somebody off stage? Kind of, yeah. We had to a couple of times, but we did it in a very polite way. Either we let them go at that first time and then tell them afterwards that please make sure you're in time. Because when you go to a contest, even as evaluator, you don't have 10 minutes to just evaluate one speech. You have the time counter shows up. With Zoom, I can understand. You know, you have, first of all, you have those technical stuff. The starting might be where it takes a little bit more time. Like, hello, people, how is it going? The weather is nice. And then the starting gets five minutes long until you start the speech. And it's exactly what happens when you're physically in the room. We stopped doing anything like that. We just said hello, how is it going? One minute. Even that was timed. Wow. That person had a specific time that you only have 10 seconds. 
to introduce and then move on. And any announcements at the end were also fine. So the president comes up, says thank you for all the speakers, boom, two announcements, then you're done. Yeah, if you look at the times on a person is spending or every um, aspect of the meeting is consuming, you might be able to cut short the meeting to at least one hour. I think the big thing that got us up to an hour 15 was uh, we went from two speakers to three, maybe a couple years in, because at one point we had like 45 members. Our VP education then, her name was Dahlia, and she was pulling out her hair trying to figure out, oh, how are we going to fit everyone in to just give like two speeches a mm -hmm. semester? And that's mm -hmm. kind of how we got to the decision to have three. Good idea, though, yeah. See, we never anticipated our club to be this hit. <laughs> <laughs> so we were like 55 minutes to speakers. And actually, first year, it was a little difficult to get speakers. I mean, sometimes we had a force, you know, Gina, can you be the speaker today? Just mm -hmm. an emergency speaker. And um, so we repeated a lot of expert speakers because mm -hmm. we didn't have speakers, you know, newbies. And then I think, so you, what you're changing is, is absolutely a good idea to, you know, if you want to accommodate everybody and you want to make sure that everybody gets a chance at least, you know, once a month or once in two months, you have to, you know, make the meetings longer. There, there's a discipline that it's, it sounds like you guys had with timing that we can definitely learn upon now. Yeah, bring back the time counter. For every single person, you know, don't let them, tell them they're going to be, everybody's going to be evaluated on a time basis as well, you know, because that's something people forget. I mean, I even forget now when I have to give a presentation, you know, somebody has to hold that in front of me. I've done a five to seven minute grammarian report, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Another bit of feedback about one of the powerful moments of your speech is the conclusion to your story about being in India and how you felt guilty about her hospitality and how that convicted you. And you hedged your language there by saying you felt kind of pretty guilty. And that was one place where if you had just stuck with, I felt guilty, that would have made the, the message more powerful. I love being the grammarian. I probably went entirely too long, but mm -hmm. I hope that helps. seen that somebody starts counting hours and, and you know even that is a little bit of learning because mm -hmm. you think the job of an hour counter is just to report on the number of hours but the sheet says hours and ums and so's you know it's if it's a novice they start saying you had five hours and two ums and <laughs> how many filler words end of story so we changed that to saying you know just tell us what the total end of it was because all those words are bad. We're not supposed to use it. That's it. Same thing with grammarian. You know, they start listing, oh, you used a nice word, word number one, word number two. These words are not regularly. Oh, just say what was, you know, specifically outstanding or not so good. Maybe you can bring grammarian counters to, to follow what evaluators follow. You know, say two things that were good and two things that were bad. Kind of like a sandwich method of this way you need to improve, taking this out or uh, did really well here and go from there. Yeah, and I mean, if the speaker really wants to get into the depth, they can just get the sheet from the grammarian and the art counter and work on it. Are you still doing the little cheats that the audience gives us? Yeah, the, the love notes? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's cute. How do you do it on Zoom? It's got the, yeah, it's got the private chat, so it's it's real easy to, to send all the notes to everybody. Oh, that's awesome. It's really cool, too, is 
you can just save the chat and then put on your downloads folder or whatever and, and yeah. come back to it after the meeting. I think our club was very, maybe it's still um, different because of these tiny little things that we did, you know, mm -hmm. KitKat. No, but I've not seen that in any other club or they had food and everything. It was just making it a little competition or fun out of it. And then these little love notes. So it was just all these little tiny things that we made made our club different. Hope you guys all enjoyed and learned something about all of the little details that go into making anything successful that involves leadership, whether it's a project or a Toastmasters meeting. Join us for the next week where we'll be back with Preeti one more time to see what she's been up to after Tiger Tales. See you next time. Now a moment you guys have all been waiting for. We're going to announce our table topic winner. Oh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs>